Welcome to. <laughs> Do that. What? You can't. Be... You can't do that. All right, fine, fine, fine. Just go. Now, let me put my head down. Welcome to Admissions Uncovered, where we'll talk about a complicated college admissions process with me, Michael Gow, who's already done it, and two high school juniors who are about to go through the experience. We'll talk about essays, interviews, how to pick schools, how to get into schools, and how to choose between the schools that let you in. Um, so now we will introduce ourselves. My name is Michael Gow, and I go to the JBS Law Magnet in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I am the finished high school senior. So I got into a couple schools, but the big ones are Columbia, the University of Pennsylvania, the Wharton School, and Brown University. And I'll be picking between those three probably. Um, and I went through this process with a lot of questions about admissions, and hopefully I can help answer some now. Okay, so my name is Me. I'm a junior at the School for the Talented and Gifted, and currently I'm not through the um, college admissions process, but I have a lot of questions, and hopefully through this podcast, Michael will be able to answer some for me. And my name is Dominic, and I'm also a junior at the School for the Talented and Gifted in Dallas, Texas, um, and I'm looking to get started in the college admissions process. I know I have a lot of questions, but also some that I feel like I can answer through what I've done so far. Cool stuff. Okay, so, um, Michael, like, when did you actually start this whole, like, college admissions process? Was it, like, a things that started last year, or did you focus more on it this year only? Yeah, I started it kind of at the end of junior year, kind of a little bit before APs when the school year was kind of tailoring down. Um, and to be honest, like a lot of it wasn't very intensive stuff. It was kind of outlining essays, coming up with ideas for essays. I did a lot of the essay writing during the summer and the first semester, but during the latter half of my junior year, it was a lot just more conceptually about thinking through this process, picking out schools, um, picking out ideas for essays, thinking about my narrative. Um, and I think that's actually something useful you can do without being too intensive. Like, you can just think about it when you have downtime. Um, what are the things you've done? What, why have you done those things? What is the common theme that unifies all the activities you've done and all the things that you want to do in the future? But uh, what have you guys done already? Uh, well, personally, I've started looking at schools. Um, I've decided not to go and tour any schools at the beginning. Uh, my take on touring schools is to apply the school based on its, you know, merits and Depending on where you get in, then I believe it's a good time to go tour. Um, but I don't think it's worthwhile to go and tour when you, you're not even sure if you want to go there or get in. I know some people talk about wanting to, you know, falling in love with the campus once they, once they go on the campus. Um, that's cool for them, but it doesn't really work for me. And besides that, I've started or I've taken the SAT a couple times, um, and I'm also moving on to subject test and the ACT. So I feel like I'm pretty well into the process for a junior, um, so I don't think I'm lagging behind or anything. So I'm also like beginning to look at some schools, like our counselor gave us a list of a few schools to look at based on like the major that we want to do, but like not for sure. But I still haven't decided between like really a small school or a big school. I think I'm leaning towards more of a small school because like I want to go to graduate school later on. So, like, the connection with um, professors is really important. And then 
I'm a lot more likely to get like internships. But I don't know, like, where do you think is the best place to like go searching like for schools? Like just like through online or like talking to college counselors or? A lot of my stuff was online. Um, I did actually tour some schools before senior year. So I did a big like Northeast swing through the IVs and some of the schools up there. And what do you think that helped you? None. With your uh, uh, liking? Absolutely nothing. Like, so for context, like there are a few schools that track demonstrated interest. And what that means is that schools want you to have shown an interest or demonstrated an interest, if you will, in their school. So Rice University in Houston is one that I think tracks that still. And a lot of the mid-tier, second-tier liberal arts schools uh, do that too. Um, so for example, I, I think Grinnell does that. Um, so that be, might be one reason you might want to tour a school. But as for choosing a school... I didn't feel a big difference. Like, all these college campuses seem exactly the same. They're all very nice buildings. They all brag about looking like Hogwarts, especially if you're at an Ivy League school because they have residential colleges or whatever. So I know you commented on uh, Harvard's look and that it didn't do <laughs> something for you. Campus. Yeah. As someone who, you know, is looking to apply there, yeah. what you think that campus was like and there... what made you not feel super inclined to it? Well, you know, there are... There were nice buildings that looked nice and everything. Um, uh, but, like, when I went into the buildings, they were all very stuffy and musty, and maybe that was a Northeast thing. Uh, but the impression I got when just going to all the classrooms and some of even the libraries of uh, Harvard was that it, 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 it was all seemed very unaccessible, especially to undergraduate students. Um, another thing I'll say about Harvard's campus is that it is in Cambridge, which is outside of Boston, but it's this very strange setup where there is a bunch of very busy streets that go through the campus. Yeah, from the videos I've seen, it's like pretty much boxed in by this yeah. yeah. And in fact, like, I actually don't get the feeling that it's a college campus. Like, it feels much more like you're living in a metro area. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, I came from the suburb. I live in the suburbs, so maybe it's an issue of perception there. there. Oh, you live there? Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was, like, right in the middle of, like, a city, but, like, I mean, I liked it. But, like, it was old, so I had, like, that old feel. Oh, you live, like, in Cambridge or, like, on Harvard? No, I lived... In Cambridge, oh, but like not right. like near there. But like I've been there so many times. But I think it's nice. Yeah, like I mean, like I don't think like the how it looks should deter anybody from applying to school. I also didn't view Harvard as my first choice just because I didn't think it would have the connections with professors that I would need for law school or grad school or jobs afterwards. Just because it felt like it was such a big campus with so many graduate students. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, that was the reason why Harvard wasn't exactly. Have you visited campus. Brown's campus? I actually will in a few weeks. Um, it's another <laughs> time I'm taking off school. So where did you like first seek seek out schools, or did you already like have a list that's been like accumulating? Um, so I knew I was going to apply to basically every Ivy except Dartmouth. I knew that going in. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. Why not Dartmouth? So, <laughs> I feel like I'm just, like, hating on schools right now. Um, okay, so no Dartmouth for me because it's, like, literally in the middle of nowhere. To get to Dartmouth, you have to fly into Boston Logan and take a two-hour bus to Dartmouth. And yeah, I had a cousin at Dartmouth. Nope. No? He takes forever. Like, he takes, like, three hours to go see his girlfriend in New, in New Hampshire. All right, so uh, what about Princeton's campus did you like? Because I know you... We're talking about that one a lot. Oh, and as a school that I've grown to really like, uh, what'd you like about it? 
Kinston's campus is great. It is really great. Um, it's obviously in its own suburban area, so there's the advantages and disadvantages of the suburban feel. But it is New Jersey. really New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey, New which is another disadvantage. New Jersey. Uh, uh. Sorry, I love you, Princeton. Princeton, if you're listening. Yeah. No, it's like a really nice campus. There, there are like nice botanical gardens everywhere. Um, a lot of the, some of the residential colleges don't have air conditioning, but that's the thing I've noticed that's throughout the Northeast because they're in the Northeast. So, another thing. One pro tip though is that if you want to visit schools before you apply to them, a lot of schools will have fly-in programs. Which, if you're a minority student, low-income student, uh, go to a Title One school, they will fly you out for. And even if you aren't fit, fitting in those categories, you still apply and just like see what happens. Because it's another way you either show demonstrated interest or get to talk face to face with an admissions counselor. So what's that process to get flown out? Um, so right now for you guys, before you finalize applications and before you get in, is that uh, the various various schools will have different programs and you just have to Google it. Like, okay. you know, Swarthmore has a fly-in program. So it's called Discover Swarthmore. So if you Google Swarthmore fly-in program for seniors, it'll pop up, basically. So is that like you show interest and then you're like, hey, I want to go visit your campus and you can do that during like your junior year? <laughs> Uh, not your junior year, like the first semester of your senior year. Okay, so like during then, like when you're about to... Yeah. So you have to have a list narrowed down. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's also nice to be flown out places. Tours, I didn't find that helpful. But are you guys touring anywhere? No, I don't know. I still haven't visited UT Austin. And then like my friends visited it, but they said like it's really big. And it's, like it's sometimes a little too big. She didn't like it, so I don't know. Um, I'm definitely not going to go up northeast to go tour, but I might make a trip out of Rice. That'd be kind of a cool one, yeah. especially if my dad has to go do something down there or near Austin. Might as well go ahead and go down to Houston. And Rice actually does have a fly-in program where they actually like pay for a plane ticket out. So. Oh. Yeah, I know. Nice. Don't have to sit in the four-hour drive. That is a nice plane flight too, but my flight down there got delayed more than the flight was. Well, it's because like, yeah. everything in Houston is ridiculous. Yeah. Like Houston roads, Houston airports, Houston everything. Okay. What were your main criteria for like picking a school or putting it on your list? Um, I'm probably not the best person to answer this question because I applied to 21 different schools, which was slightly 10? excessive. I don't know. Even so less. What I did, like, even less. No, I've, I've talked to people back in my old school, Allen High School, because they didn't have the... You know, for full context, we go to both Title One schools, which means we get to waive all our application fees. I we do? <laughs> yeah. And actually, you might have been able to waive your SAT fees if you ask your counselor for an SAT fee waiver. No, but we can't. You have to, like, actually qualify for free or reduced lunch. Uh, Not, like, no. through, like, a school-wide free or reduced lunch thing. Oh, okay. Well, so, never mind. anyways. But, yeah, free application fees. So, Columbia, I just applied everywhere. It's a fly-in program. It does? For engineering only, though, I think. Maybe. Just, oh, yes. Engineering, just say yes. you're applying for engineering. <laughs> Do you want to apply for it? No, no. poli-sci, right? No, uh, probably economics. business or economics. They don't have a business, so probably econ. You could do econ yeah. political science, which is what yeah, I'm probably going to do. that's what I'm probably going to do. I'll come join you, Michael. You should. So the past two years, we've gotten one kid from the law magnet into Columbia. Um, and I know you guys have done that, too. So you actually have a very good chance. Yeah.
Yeah, especially the kids we do send to like nice schools. Most of them are pretty stand-up kids, and they pretty accurately represent mm-hmm. the best of our class. What was your list? Like, what schools were included on your list? Oh, it's way too long. It's way, way too long. long. Why do you think yeah. it, you made it uh, way too long? And for the average kid, I know it's different for each person, but what do you think is a decent list? And do you believe in the whole, you know, reach, safety? Oh, yeah. How many reach schools do you oh. have? Okay, so I definitely believe in having reach schools, safety schools, and... Yeah, whatever the system is, because you obviously want backups. Mm-hmm. For me, that backup was UT because I was auto admit there. But since I had that backup school that was like safe and I knew it was like going to be all right if I went there, I just spent all my other slots into schools that were either reach schools or like very, very reach schools like the Ivy League. Um, and so, again, because the application fee was waived, I kind of went crazy and just applied everywhere. So, did you basically reach schools off of just, just like admission rates and all that? Or? Um, well, so the Ivies I just applied to because the well, yeah. Ivies. Uh, but, you know, like I applied to places like Georgetown and Duke because they had, so Duke has obviously a very good public policy program. Georgetown and Johns Hopkins have very good international studies programs, which was something I was potentially also interested in. Um, I also applied to some schools that had merit-based aid, so USC and Vanderbilt, and also the University of Virginia has programs like that. And so I guess my process was... Ivies, schools in my discipline, and good merit-based aid schools. But what are you guys thinking about? Like, what would your criteria be as you kind of narrow down your list? I mean, first of all, location. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I would only go to either the Northeast, Texas, I mean, just stay in Texas, or California. Like, I don't think I'm willing to branch out to any other area. So, like, that's the first big thing. And then how academically, like, rigorous those schools are because, like, I want to go to the school that, like, challenges me and then is also, like, fit for my major. And then also because, like, I want to go to med school later on, so maybe also looking at, like, rates into acceptance rates into med school. Or also I'm looking at, like, accelerated programs, so, like, seven-year or, like, eight-year programs where you're already accepted into there. So I think, like, just specific for my case. I think I definitely need to refine down what... Uh, degree I kind of want to go into. I know I'll probably change that eventually, but I think I have a pretty solid like field um, or as far as I want to do. And if not, I can find schools that, you know, offer a bunch of different programs. Obviously, the Ivies are yeah. great at everything. Yeah. Um, so they'll definitely be on my list. And I'll definitely try to find that mid-tier uh, range. I definitely have my re-school set out for me. And I Right now, I really need to refine my middle schools on that list um, because I either have, you know, my super safety schools or the ones that I'm really reaching for them and pour all my time into. But I need to have some ones on there in case, you know, everything goes bad. Are you guys thinking international schools at all? I know you say you want to not branch out that much, but... I I would. From what I've heard, there weren't many that, you know, kind of piqued my interest, Mm -hmm. but it would... I, I don't think I would do that, but I would. It, it would need to be That's something too expensive. It would need to be something pretty nice. Um, so like a senior got it, and she got like five hundred dollars scholarship. So no, it's five hundred dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so but they do they have merit based. No, they basically like. They, I heard like if you get in, they basically like will pay your tuition if you're good. No. Like yeah, it's so, very good. So NYU is a great school for merit based aid, but they have very little need based assistance. No, but the one in Abu Dhabi. I don't know about the one. No, I'm talking about the one in Abu Dhabi. That's why it's so competitive. 
Because basically, like, if you get in, I heard, like, they'll just, like, give you the money and the stipend. I know for sure NYU's New York campus is way too expensive and it's not worth its cost. Sorry, anyways, what were you saying about international programs? I just haven't found one uh, through my minimal research or hearing from other people that kind of really piqued my interest for Mm -hmm. me to leave the country. Um, There's just too many great options in the U.S. Yeah. Stay domestic. Um, You run into a lot of those problems that way. Definitely. And... I mean, just traveling internationally would be something I probably wouldn't want to do twice a year. And it would probably limit my uh, mobility to go and do different events. But if there was one out there that was really nice and kind of fit everything I needed, then I would definitely consider it. Um, I I actually think you guys should do digging on that because I kind of regret not... I mean, I don't know if I'd actually want to go to an out-of-country university like, you know, Cambridge... Uh, or the London School of Economics, but it's, I think, an option I wanted to keep open. There's also a very cool program by Columbia University where they have a partnership with uh, CNCS Poe in uh, Paris, and so you do two years at the Paris College and then two years at Columbia, so you kind of live in Paris and New York City, which sounds pretty cool, but... I actually, th- I actually kind of regret not looking more into those options. And if you do maybe want to go to an interna- international school, all the UK schools have a very accelerated timeline. Like, people know they're going to a UK school much earlier than I knew that I was going to a, like, Ivy school. Okay, so how would you recommend, because I've kind of struggled with this, going about filling in those middle schools. Because um, that's probably a problem for some kids, you know. They yeah. see these big na- name brand schools, you know, your Harvards, your Princeton's, <laughs> all the Ivies, and you're just looking at them like, you know what, I really want to go there. And then, you know, you have your local schools for State us, schools. you know, UTD, UT, right, right. Um, ones that would be your pretty safety ones. And then you have your other reach ones, which are, you know, Ivy level, but not specifically in the Ivy. Uh, but those middle ones that, you know, you're pretty much going to, you have a pretty good chance of being in, but... Um, that in case, you know, IVs don't work out, yeah. what would you do with that? I mean, what middle schools do you have on your list right now, though? None. Oh. Okay. I mean, as far as, like, so give me an example of a middle school that you define as. Because I have, I have some schools on my list. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, what you would classify as a middle school. So I guess what I'd say middle school is, like, you're fairly certain you're going to get in, but you're not 100% so what's, What would some examples be for you? So I think, for example, USC and mm-hmm. Vanderbilt uh, were ones for me, um, and also the University of Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I'll go through each one, I guess, why. University of Virginia, because it, it's a public school, but it's a Virginia public school, and the competition for getting into just like others, like Berkeley and UVA mm-hmm. from out of the state is very, very tough. But it's something that my school had successes with, so I was fairly confident. Uh, Vanderbilt and USC uh, were because their acceptance rates are a little bit higher, and I thought I had a better application for those schools just because they were less selective, I guess I'd say. And then because of your uh, national merit, did you have OU on your list as well? Oh, no, I'm not going to Oklahoma. <laughs> Sorry to Oklahoma listeners. What was the merit? <laughs> What was the merit um, scholarship like for USC? Uh, so USC, they pay all your tuition, so you would have to pay about ten thousand to fifteen thousand out of pocket for living expenses, which is what's the criteria? Yeah, that's really what do they look for? Or like, is it based off like scores, grades, or like both, and then also overall application? Or? Yeah, to be honest, it's just like most of college admissions, and the answer is like everything. 
Because all these admissions officers are so nebulous when they say, it's, oh, it's holistic uh, admissions. We'll look at everything. <laughs> we do not know what that means, admissions officers. So please clarify if you're listening. But I think mainly they, mainly my interview, they focused a lot on uh, my leadership things, my extracurricular activities, and also what I like to do outside of class. So they asked a lot about like what media I listen to, what news I read, and things like that. Uh, but what mid-tier schools are you thinking about? I don't know, because, like, how I've been approaching it is, like, is it worth it to go to a mid-tier school? Because, like, you know, like, a safety school like UT Austin, and it's it's really good, and it's very cheap. So, mm -hmm. like, and then a lot of, like, mid-tier schools that, like, if I picked, it would be, like, out of state. And then usually, unlike Ivy's, like, they wouldn't, like, cover 100%, like, they... I don't yeah, think, like, yeah. they wouldn't cover, like, all that money, so, like... Probably not. And then you don't know, like, is it worth it to pay, like, five times more than, like, UT Austin for, like, something that may be just, like, a little above? Or, like, is it really worth it? Yeah. I so. mean, what, what I will say to that question is obviously it depends on your financial situation, but if you go to an Ivy League school or, you know, one of the Ivy tier schools like Stanford or Duke or whatever, they will actually give you enough financial aid so that your contribution would probably be less than what you would do if you were going to a state school, just because these top tier private institutions have larger endowments that they use to give financial aid out to. So I think that depends on the package. No, but for like middle, like middle tier schools, like I don't oh, think they I have, see. like they, they would have that option to like... They might give you like 50% and like right. pushing it. So what I will say though, but like middle tier schools like Vanderbilt and USC have the mirror based aid. Yeah. So that's something you saw. Yeah. Oh, but I, in, for example, like middle tier school versus state school, safety school is UT, for example. That's actually a good question. I'd like think about it. Like going off to, I don't know what, like a middle tier, like usually, I don't know. My middle tier schools would be like a liberal arts school or something. There's a reason I feel like those fall within it. Yeah, maybe like a Boyden or something in Maine, mm -hmm. something like that. That's actually a pretty good school. I've oh, also really? been looking into that. Oh, sorry, Boyden. No, but they give like, uh, they meet 100% of your need. So that's why. But some of these need-based calculations, though, are very yeah. screwed up. Like, especially if you're in the middle class, it's like, yeah, my family cannot pay that much. So, what it says, yeah. Uh, would, would Amherst be one? Because they have a very good acceptance rate into medical school but oh, yeah. they're pretty up there i think liberal that arts schools. i think that's might be the number one liberal arts college I, so after williams higher. after williams okay i don't know like for, i mean i'll just like list some off and see if you guys have any interest i guess i think like boston college would probably be a mid-tier school i'd probably classify like grinnell a liberal arts college as a mid-tier school would NYU be one? It's gotten a little bit more selective, but I would say, like, for you two, it's, like, fairly a reachable goal. Mm -hmm. So, maybe... So what do you think the breakdown should be? Like, how many reach schools, middle schools, and, like, your safety schools? I would... I would... I mean, so, if you maintain this 7% thing, you will have a lockdown UT safety school, which takes a lot of burden off your back. Then I'd say just apply to as many of your reach schools as possible and pick like one or two or three of these mid-tier schools. You'd actually feel all right going to. So someone's not top 10%. Yeah. Um, for UT, what what are the chances of that being? You know, just really well, it's actually 7% now, I think. To yeah, yeah, 7%. 7 yeah. Yeah. And so which for us is, you know, like five kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
Uh, well, oh, actually, what I will say is that just because we're calling school like mid-tier or like state school UT, safety school, does that mean it's like awful for you to go to those places? Like some of these the mid-tier schools where it's like are perfectly great places, you might just have want to go to a school that's more selective, and that's why we've called that like yes. the reach schools or whatever. Um, but for UT admissions, I'd say like for you two going to the tag magnet, have a very good chance of just like getting in just because of the reputation this school has in the state particularly. I'll also the say honors that. Program, though. Honors program? Everybody says they're like Ivy League competitive. I do not find that to be the case. Um, Is it good? Like the honors program is good? I haven't done too much. Like, they, they say they're good. Like, I know McCombs is a pretty big name, especially in the Midwest. But even their dean admits that they do not have a very good reputation near in the coast and outside of the south and the Midwest area. Mm-hmm. But they have an interesting program. Uh, they teach their classes MBA style, so a lot of case style classes in the McCombs Business Honors Program. And it is one of the biggest feeders into, I think, PricewaterCoopers and Deloitte, which are two big accounting and consulting firms. So now for those two offices, you'd be stationed in the South or the Midwest, but it's an all right school to go to for business. Obviously there are like better ones out there, but it's an all right one to go to. Would you two be happy going to a UT honors program school? Uh, honors program? I, I think I would, um, especially if I didn't get into any of my other ones. But it, it, I don't think it would be on the top of my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I just have too many up there that I am hopeful to get into. And I I believe I can probably grab one of them just through what I've been doing outside of school and extracurriculars, which we'll talk about later yeah. on another podcast. But I believe that I actually have a you know decent shot at going where I want to go. You know, part of that's just hopeful, hopefulness to uh, try to spur the energy to go through the application process and oh, write yeah. all the write all the supplements and, and everything else but as of right now i definitely need to refine the list and kind of come back down to earth is there an honors program that you're interested in no i think honestly like i've been saying like the only if i stayed in texas like mm-hmm. the only school i that's worth going to would probably be like ut austin like not talking about rice because like rice. no but like i wouldn't want to go to houston fair enough it's very humid yeah so and that Rice hasn't really been on my radar, mm. so, but their honors program, like, one plus is that, like, UT Southwestern, their medical school is really good, mm-hmm. and, like, they take, like, UT Austin and, like, UTD have programs that, like, specifically yeah. guide you and yeah. mentor you to get into UT, Aust- um, UT Southwestern, and, right. like, their medical school is really good and, like, really cheap. So, like, that's also a plus if I wanted to stay in Texas. And what I heard about, especially for med school, um, I'm, I'm not interested in med school, so I might be wrong about this, is that what really matters is the name of the med school you came out of, not really the undergraduate mm-hmm. program. Yeah. So it might, might, might make more sense to go to a cheaper state school than, like, a mid-tier school that isn't giving you a lot of financial aid. Like, that's what I was thinking. Because, like, when you're in med school, no one's really going to – they're not going to give yeah. you any money. So, but you can build the connections to try to get you somewhere after to go ahead and make back that, you know, huge investment into yeah. the. That's why, like maybe school. undergrad, it doesn't really matter not as much. Yeah. It's just that like your MCAT score and then everything else, and then once you get into med school, you won't have to pay med school debts and your undergraduate debt. 
And I think UT's honors programs are smaller, so they do a really good job of making sure that you have connections with professors who can help you write those rec letters for med school or for law school. So I think definitely honors program. I think the aim should. I think the aim for a safety school should be UT plus an honors program. I think that's completely doable. Completely doable. Well, let's close this podcast. Next week, we'll talk about the Common App and the many, many different sections that you'll be setting to all of your Common App schools. Thank you so much for listening to our first ever episode of the Admissions Uncovered podcast, and we'll hope you'll stick with us through this very crazy journey. My name's Michael. You've also been talking to Dominic and me, and we'd all like to thank you for listening and hope you'll keep listening. All right. You can press it too.